0: Hello, this is Jamie, and this is Heather, and welcome to Using Our Inside Voice, a podcast where we awaken to the extraordinary meaning of everyday mundane life by passing it through a particle collider of different and differing perspectives. (laughs) We're kicking off today's conversation by talking about the connection between the physical space that we're having the human experience in and the spiritual space, where do they connect for us? Is it different for everybody? How does that work? And how are we experiencing it right now in our timeline?
1: Yeah, because I'm experiencing it in all sorts of ways right now. Yeah, you are. are. You've you got it
0: bad right now. No, <laughs> They're not no you got it all.
1: bad right now. Yeah. Um, it's like, I'd, I'd rather not. <laughs> but I I started noticing, um, not that it hasn't happened before, it does, it, it's happened a lot, but I'm noticing more right now than probably ever, or I should say this year more than ever, that anytime we seem to have astrological events kind of strung together, like a back-to-back-to-back thing, like there's a super moon, and then there's an eclipse of some sort, and then there's a meteor shower, or a major planet realignment. Like we just had a thing recently where, let's see, we have Saturn is supposed to be really visible to us right now, and Saturn has a bunch of things going on, and we're about to hit a new moon. Saturn's going to be in Pisces, I think it is. Mm-hmm. So there's and an and and an eclipse and an eclipse. So anytime something like where those things get strung together like that, I feel like we're a lot more triggered physically. And again, like I said, right now, this year seems like it's more intense than I have seen it in possibly ever, but Mm -hmm. at the very least a really long time. I can recall, I want to say maybe somewhere around, 2017 maybe yeah like around 2017 I started feeling like three or four months into the year I started feeling a lot of I was super sensitive to like earth vibration like that's when I started getting like the what I I call the the personal earthquakes where Mm -hmm. like all of a sudden you're like whoa what's moving (laughs) (laughs) just you (laughs) it's like oh that's just me (laughs) but it took me like months to figure that out because I'd, i'd be at work and back then i was working in a metaphysical shop and i was in the showroom and like especially in the mornings and stuff while we were getting things together a lot of times i was just in like my sock feet or barefoot on like wood floor and all of a sudden it would be like super vibrating or all it'd be super vibrating. And then I would feel like this intense, like aching in my bones. And it was literally like the earth was like grabbing onto my legs and like shaking me and going,
0: <laughs> I need your help. Are you listening? Okay. okay so question for you, and this is going to be mm-hmm. so random and I don't know exactly why it came up, except for the fact Go that, you know, I, I okay. I remember when we were going on the ghost hunt down at the Pasadena Catacombs, and mm-hmm. we went to check it out prior, and we went into a few mm-hmm. shops, and one of the places mm-hmm. that we went into was the AT&T store on the corner. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when we mm-hmm. walked into the AT&T store, it felt like we were being pulled down by our ankles yep. down into the basement below. Is that yep. – is it similar to that? Okay, but it's not it's – not, Haunting Similar, activity yeah. this time. It's no. So it's still maybe a manifestation of an energetic source, and they're yeah, both yeah, energetic yeah. sources. Okay. Yeah. I was just curious if that, that was because I had felt it during that time. I know it gives me a reference of what you're feeling because I felt it too. Yeah, that that totally checks. But okay, the personal earthquake thing. It's really
1: funny because I hear people saying it all the time now, where they're like, "Dude, did you just feel that? Like, was that just me?" <laughs> and
0: I've done that
1: too. It, we started using the term personal earthquake a lot where I was working at the time and we'd talk to other people who were coming into the shop and they're like, Oh, I feel that too. I kept wondering <laughs> what that was. And it's like, Well, we've just been calling it our own personal earthquake because it seems like we're the only ones that feel it mm-hmm. at the time. Everybody else looks at us like, Are you okay? And we're like, you know,
0: running and grabbing stuff going, oh. <laughs> <laughs> things are falling the sky is falling you know that makes me wonder what people in other states that don't have earthquakes are experiencing feel like if they're yeah like do they recognize it personal do they recognize tsunamis it? personal hurricanes? well n- no but i wonder i wonder if they they would recognize it as a personal earthquake if they had the reference point that we Friends have being earthquake. from california yeah. it, it, would it occur to them that that's what they're experiencing or would they interpret I, it I differently know.
1: I guess if you've never experienced an earthquake before it might be a really weird thing to try to explain mm-hmm. to someone or i could imagine that it would be like a really funky feeling but i would mm-hmm. i would guess just from hearing about earthquakes that you would probably guess that that's what that is i don't know but i'm also you know california born and raised so mm-hmm. i'm I don't know about Bad that. Bad judge. <laughs> Poor judge. Yeah. I'm yeah. It's like I'm I'm not the right person to ask. But yeah, that that would that is interesting. That is interesting. I don't know. I don't know if it shows up for maybe it shows up differently in in people in different areas of the world that don't have earthquakes. But it's, well, it's definitely think... like an inner rumbling. And it, it'll sometimes <laughs> like if and if you are if you are Like, it used to happen to me a lot while I was, like, standing and in the middle of doing something. And it would literally rock me off my feet. Like, I would stumble. Wow. I'd have to, like, catch myself. Mm -hmm. There were times when it would get that intense. And there were times when I'd just be sitting and it's like, whoa, did you feel that? And it's like, oh, that was maybe just me.
0: So, (laughs) well, it's funny because I've had moments like that while, you know, watching TV, and Mm -hmm. I'll mention something to my brother, and he'll be like, I didn't feel anything. And I always chalked it up to me being hypersensitive to earthquake activity Mm -hmm. and being a scaredy cat because I am totally self admitted, complete, and utter scaredy cat when it comes to earthquakes. And traffic has increased greatly on the streets outside yeah. and so i chalk it up True. to oh it must have been a heavy truck going by or it must have been yeah. some street equipment or i don't know and that's what i thought at first too i i i
1: kept just assuming oh there's got to be a there's got to be another reason for it if if nobody else mm-hmm. felt it then maybe it was just you know again like you said a heavy truck going by or um you know something like that but i i I started really feeling into it and the more that I would feel into it and kind of start examining and asking questions because it seemed to happen more and more frequently. And I will never forget one day I was, I was kneeling and I was putting an altar together at the store that I worked at. And I was trying to decide like, you know what, what kind of grid to do for this particular altar and I had the feeling again. Crystal grid. And yeah, crystal grid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I had that feeling again, the little personal tremor. And along with the personal tremor, it totally hit me in the feels all of a sudden. And it was like this additional thing happened. And that's when I got the clue that I was feeling earth vibration because I could, it was like I had a conversation with Mother Earth. Gaius said, "I'm hurting. Mm. Like there's a lot of stuff happening right now, and you are connected to me, and so you are going to feel it. Mm-hmm. Things are changing, and you're going to feel it, and other people like you are going to feel it. And it's funny because, like in in my relationship with my husband, my my husband is the the Earth person. He's, he's very the much grounded." So very much connected to to Gaia individual. Not that I'm not at all, but like, you know,
0: if he's a human if lightning, I had to rod
1: for Christ's <laughs> sake. You know, if I had to to pick which one of us is, is closer to to that sort of thing, I would definitely choose him. But at the same time I do have a great respect and love for nature and the natural world. And it just felt like you're going to start, you know, it's, you're an energetic being, you're a very sensitive, energetic being, you're going to start feeling all of these energetic shifts that are happening that are taking place, and and they're going to be more pronounced. That's, that's the message that I got.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And it seemed like that kept happening and happening and and building and building and building. And then we got to twenty twenty, and it was like, oh, that feels like like that feels correct. The kind of all the the changes and you know people going inside for the first time and forever and things shutting down and like nature kind of starting to reclaim stuff a little bit while we were all in lockdown and things like that. Like that felt correct. It was mm-hmm. like she needs a damn break,
0: <laughs> and she's taking <laughs> We all it needed a damn break right now,
1: you know. And then people started going back out and participating in nature. People were going on nature walks, and you know, redesigning their backyards because that's all they had to do. Like I remember, mm-hmm. you know, waiting in the pickup lines at the Home Depot because everybody was redoing their their patio or the yard or something <laughs> everybody was planning plans
0: it was like go try to try nothing, to plan a garden right says, now nothing says isolate like home depot waiting in line <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. like you know well sure waiting to go pick up all of your you know your your mobile orders and such but you know that during that area area era <laughs> that <laughs> that portion of time I am working on so little sleep right now, you guys. It's not even funny. (laughs) You're lucky I can speak at all. But during that patch of time, it seemed like that was one portion of the cycle. And now it seems like we're coming into a new portion of a cycle. And like I'm starting to feel that kind of like buzzy, intense. It's definitely hitting in certain parts of my body. Um, like for me right now, it's really hitting my my sacral and my solar plexus. My mm-hmm. lower back is killing me, and my digestive system is feels like it's been through the ringer. And there's some other stuff that kind of plays along with that too. But I I always try to take a look at both sides of the equation. I I know what my my past history is with my health and it's it's been a long journey and I'm in the thick of a whole other section of that journey right now. but I also like to step back from the actual, you know, looking at your looking at the the medical reasoning behind certain things and I, I like to try to align that with some of the metaphysical, meanings of, of what's happening. And it's very interesting. There's, there's, it feels like, it feels like I'm being rebuilt Hmm. and it's not pretty. (laughs) It's not (laughs) a, it's not a fun process, but I had a moment like this in 2019 as well. And I was thinking about that this morning. It kind of like popped up for me this morning because I was starting to fall back into a practice that I had at that time as well to try to help like heal things and get things back on track. And I remember around that time, like I had some pretty gnarly things happening at that point too, but that led to a really nice stretch of a nice reset where my body was responding very well to everything that I did, but it took a good like I don't know. I want to say like three months or so of kind of like really going through not very nice at all before mm-hmm. I broke through to, oh, hey, now it looks like, you know, it feels like I don't have to work as hard. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the pandemic hit and then I all kind of went down the toilet and other things happened and I got derailed. But including grief, which I think grief is one of the biggest derailers of like, if you're in yeah. a good spot physically. Yeah. That'll just, that'll, that'll really take you out of it real quick. That's certainly so, what derailed me. <laughs> yeah. So like I, my, my apologies and, uh and condolences to anyone who is going through the thick of a, a grief period right now. Cause it's, it's hard. It, the grief stuff is really hard when when the earth itself is in a grief cycle or in a cycle of renewal or releasing grief. We, we tend to kind of, I don't know, I feel like energetically we go through the same sort of thing. There's this kind of deep, you know, digging down and bringing up stuff that that's maybe been toxic or that just hasn't been dealt with and it kind of dredges it up from from the depths and brings it to the surface for you to kind of look at and sort through and that's really hard to do when you know your heart is
0: hurting too
1: mm-hmm. so
0: and yet we only really do it when our heart is hurting
1: yeah so, you know, I I don't I don't know that I have any truly comforting words other than to say it always comes in cycles. You know, does, you, yeah. you're in the thick of it and you come you you go around the circle until you're in a new space again. And it may never leave you completely, but you certainly come to a point of where it does feel like I'm on the other side of that. I can manage that better. I have more tools. I've learned a lot. You know, there, there's always things that kind of come along the way of that work, but yeah, right now seems to be kind of a doozy when we're in that rebuild phase for ourselves. And I know we mentioned that the, the physical was going to be kind of a big deal. I can see a lot of people getting kind of involuntarily signed up for, <laughs> for, for big physical changes. Yeah. Even people that, you know, have, have no clue about anything in, in the realm that we're normally in getting very spiritual with it and all. Yeah. It's it's interesting to see people kind of getting whammied mm-hmm. by by physical issues. Yeah. Man. <laughs> it's no fun.
0: It's no fun. No, well, physical but, issues are never any fun. Cause you, I mean, I think mm-mm. the first thing that comes up when you go through physical issues is how long is it going to last? How bad is it going to get? How much money is it going to cost? I mean, there's so many questions when it comes to physical issues. How, how do I want to handle it, especially if you are kind of experiencing or experimenting with your spiritual path and you've kind of come to the conclusion? Or maybe you're just disgusted at the state of the world and the state of our systems and how toxic and mm-hmm. fucked up they are. Maybe maybe mm-hmm. that's part of the problem and it has nothing to do with spirituality for you but you've decided you no longer want to deal with the systems as they stand. Where do you go from yeah. there? how do you move forward from there? What does that mean for your beliefs? What does that mean for everything you've been taught? What does it mean for your own inner systems that you have uh, shaken hands with the physical world through these inner systems of I'll go this far, but not farther? Or maybe you're thinking now I won't go as far as I used to go at all. Or maybe you're Mm -hmm. thinking I can't even afford to go as far as I used to go. Yeah. You know, that's the kind of flux that we're in. And it's just – it's – I've been picking up on this adding chaos to the mix slowly. Mm -hmm. Almost like when you're baking and you need to temper the eggs so that you don't scramble them when adding hot liquid to them. It's almost along those lines. When I pick up on it, it's like we're just going to add a little shake of chaos right here. And then we're going to stir it in, stir it in. (laughs) But it's still – it's a slow build, and we're not getting scrambled, but we're being yeah. maybe tempered.
1: Well, and like I was just saying to you before we started, it it almost feels right now to me like, and again, I I, I preface this the same way to Heather, not that I feel like anything catastrophic. <laughs> is on the rise but it almost feels like you know when when the molten lava is is kind of starting to bubble and the steam is starting to rise before the volcano blows it's that kind of (laughs) you know that kind of like rumbling and 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 boiling and sizzling and and some steam being let up and funny like in my mind, I also just saw, well, you know, we are also coming up onto onto Beltane and not too too long here. And that's very much a a fire fire ceremony, a fire time, and igniting a you know, a regeneration and a rebirth. <laughs> I have been, and I
0: have been getting a lot of fire visuals in my mind. Yeah.
1: Lately. Yeah. So it's it's you know it's it's not unheard of that that kind of energy is is taking place right now but I'm also feeling a lot of a lot of feminine energy and and not not the sweet kind motherly feminine energy but that the wild creative <laughs> powerful we're we're gonna shake shit up to make shit happen sort of energy and we're seeing it reflected in the world we're seeing a lot of things politically and you know within the within the political system within the healthcare system you know rights you know personal rights and things like that it's it's very much getting shaken up right now so I'm as I'm dealing with my own kind of you know, my, my sacral and my solar plexus being all knotted up and, and, you know, feeling shifted and, and contracting and, you know, just very much uh, angry, kind of a feeling internally, I, I have to look outwardly and go, well, I mean, it's kind of the energy of the world right now, too. So it's not Like it doesn't surprise me necessarily. I just think it's interesting when you kind of start lining all the things up and going, Wow, it's kind of crazy how that all plays together. And then you have the planetary stuff happening and it's like that's this is some this is some interesting energy taking place right now. But again, like I don't wanna sound I don't wanna sound like I don't know. I just I, – I don't want it to cause alarm, I guess, mm-hmm. is the way well, that I want to because, put
0: it. Because what we're talking about is we're talking about the approach to mm-hmm. a shift. And the mm-hmm. feeling of the approach to any shift feels perilous. It feels mm-hmm. apocalyptic. It feels like the end. Because – technically it is an end, but the thing about mm-hmm. an end, just like if you if you use tarot cards and you know the death card is death and rebirth. The two yeah. are synonymous with one another. You aren't going to get just a death. It's not going to be a void. You're not going to just stop. You're not just going to end. The momentum doesn't stop. So because we're discussing it on the approach, it's going to feel perilous, which is going to yeah. maybe – trigger people to catastrophize some. yeah. But you have to remember that the only time we change is when we're made uncomfortable enough to do it. What is it going to take for us to protest and get our rights back? What is it going to take? You know, I just watched a, um, a report on New York adding uh, robots to their police force. Mm-hmm. They're starting at by adding this robotic... Digidog that they're sort of in the mainstream media, they're they're framing it as this sort of like policeman's helper. It's so cute. Look at it, and it's gonna help all the police do their jobs. And st- and I'm like Blade Runner much, like like Battlestar Galactica much, like this is a sci-fi nightmare. I've had a no robots rule steadfast in my life since I became a dystopian cyberpunk lover. And no robots. Like whenever I'm, I'm running a roleplay character or something like that, my characters are anti-robot. <laughs> They're always anti-robot. And now I'm living in this physical existence where literally New York has weaponized digi dogs on the police force. And I'm like, well, if this isn't apocalyptic, if this isn't dystopian, I don't know what is. You know, should I just move into the Bradbury building right fucking now? Because that's terrifying. They've just the weaponized. Know,
1: the, the first thing I think of is what they couldn't they couldn't have like. What is it? Rosie, the robot made like a meter maid or something like they couldn't. They no, couldn't start they had there. to go they straight to, to go,
0: weaponization and like, you know, had, and I'm thinking, OK, so. We have right now on Does it shoot the, tasers at its ass or like I honestly I don't, I don't know I don't know. Look it up it's terrifying. But we're right now battling the issue of discernment not just across the planet but specifically in the police force. If you can't teach your human cops discernment who the hell is going to be teaching digi dog discernment? Yeah, You know, who's going to be the first person to be unjustly shot by an inanimate object? I mean, that to me is terrifying. And I'm like, if you're not scared, you're asleep. <laughs> so, but at the same time, I recognize that this step is just one of many steps that's going to march us towards something we don't want to force us to choose something we do want or to fight for something we do want. And that's well, where the yeah. shift starts to turn. That's where you go from peril to victory and, and empowerment.
1: And and I think as far as like the, the feminine energy is concerned, you know, it the feminine is, is an emotional energy an emotionally driven energy, but it's also kind of the, uh, the sense maker, you know, it's like where the masculine energy is all about the, the seating in the building, the do, 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 do. The feminine energy is the, but why, but why though? And then how, and then how is it going to best serve? It's, it's taking that it's, not that 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 do go build seed create energy isn't necessary it is but there needs to be a thoughtfulness behind that and so Mm -hmm. i think part of the energy that's coming up right now is as all of these things are bubbling to the surface and we're looking at things like the um you know, the the world of robotics and AI, as well as things like, you know, the very, very old patriarchal systems that are are now like clawing and scratching and trying to like (laughs) hold on for dear life because Mm -hmm. it's very much slipping through the fingers of of those who've had a grip on it for a long time. You know, those things are going to be more prevalent. And yeah, there are going to be more people that are like, you know, no, I'm just Not going to, I don't, I'm not hearing that anymore Mm -hmm. because this doesn't make sense or you actually have to talk about this. You can't, you know, hide your face anymore and just pretend that it's not happening. Like we're going to have discussions, we're going Mm -hmm. to start listening to one another. We have to because that's the only way things are going to happen in the way that they need to happen. And especially right now, As we're coming into this place where it's very new, you know, old things are still existing, but we're in a very new energetic space. So we're being triggered by old things that are left over. But what we're stepping into is new. So those, those new areas don't have any scars. They don't have any history. So the triggers have to come from something old to trigger us to do something
0: to make well, and decisions. It's, it's, we've been taken back to that fork in the road. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of us, when we stepped off the regular path of our lives and had that awakening experience that sort of rocked us to our very core, we were shifted onto a different track. We took a fork in the road. And mm-hmm. again, we've said this in a, a few shows back, we were talking about this, but we honestly, I think a lot of us thought that, thank God, we're shifted onto this new track because now I feel like I have the space to expand. I feel like I have the space to make new choices. I, I, I feel like I can really change things. And little did we know that that fork in the road would sort of, when you got to a certain point on that road, you would rubber band back to the point where that fork split and you mm-hmm. would be forced onto the path that you had stopped, that you had diverted from to begin with, if that makes sense. Because well, we were—you have the power we, to do things differently. Well, exactly. You, it's giving us you the shift opportunity. What the road looks like. Well, yes, and but we have to. That's the thing is that we thought it was going to be shifted for us because we chose to – we had this awakening and when we had the awakening – I don't know about all of you, but when I had my awakening and I started going down the am I crazy or am I really experiencing this road, I thought, okay, the handshake that I'm making is by choosing to see things this way, I won't have to deal with how things were. I I thought that's how things changed. But but no, No. what it means is you have taken a vacation and you have taken that vacation for the purpose of doing different work. And that different work gives you all these different skills and abilities and perceptions and lenses and new focus to to go back to where you had taken that break and continue along the path that you were on. So at some point in your spiritual journey, you're going to get picked up maybe multiple times depending on how things work for you and where you're at and what your mission is, you're gonna be picked up off of the spiritual path and dumped back into that physical, this world sucks path that you thought you were escaping by taking the spiritual path. Boy, is that a slap in the face. But the reason it's happening is because you've developed so many skills and the only way for you Mm -hmm. to see how you have developed is by providing the contrast of where you had been and putting mm-hmm. you back there so you can see who you are now is not who you were then. And who you are now is what's going to change that which who you were then could not change. Oh, that's definitely true. Like, if I if I apply that to my own
1: life, I've... Ooh, that's interesting, too, because it's seven-year stretch. You know about what those seven-year stretches, y'all. What? I don't I even know. <laughs> yeah, there's... So there are... There are time periods of of about seven years that are considered like growth periods where you're learning a lot of lessons before you have to reapply those lessons. If you think about like when we talk about things like your Saturn returns and things like that, those usually happen in in cycles of not necessarily just seven years, but you usually go through a period of about seven years of growth before kind of you get to put those things that you learned into practice and, and like big changes take hold. At least that's, that's kind of what I grew up understanding as far as like growing up within my, my spiritual self, I guess.
0: I was like, where did this come from? I'm trying to figure out if this is an inner Jamieism or if this was written somewhere. <laughs> no, I, and I don't even know it's if I can point you... to
1: I, I don't even know if I can point to a book, but I've had various teachers that have told me about seven year cycles. Like I can't point to a book. I'm sure it's in books. Mm-hmm. But these seven year cycles, which makes sense if you look at like the chakra system and things like that and the basic seven and yada yada. Seven the basic sense. seven the basic seven what? Chakras. Oh okay. So you know that anyway, going back to what I was just saying.
0: Mm-hmm. If I look
1: at that time period of like the last seven years, that was a huge period of growth for me. Mm-hmm. And if I look at right now, I am sort of facing a a recontinuation of where I had left off seven years yeah. previously. Yeah. It kind and it really did kind of just drop me right back off at the beginning and go, okay, well, <laughs> here you go. Yeah. And if I think of it in those terms, yeah, man, what that's that is some serious growth. Like there's yeah. a lot of the way that I'm dealing with My physical issues, my physical journey is completely Mm -hmm. different. Even though some things feel very similar and I'm, I'm facing similar issues. The way that I'm handling it right now is hugely different Mm -hmm. from the way I handled it seven years ago. Seven years ago, I was on the verge of, of just completely losing it. Like. We're talking, you know, crying uncontrollably, rocking yourself back and forth in the fetal position. I needed to be put on volume (laughs) type of like, you know, that uncontrollably, I can't, I can't catch my breath. I'm crying so hard type of Mm -hmm. freak out and anxiety. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, all those same things are are present. There are similar situations, but I'm able to step back and kind of piece things together and kind of be kinder to myself. I'm, I'm no longer saying hateful things to my body. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. why are you betraying me? And what have I ever done to you? And why do you hate me and like i used to say all sorts of terrible things to to my physical self because i i it felt like it felt like my physical vehicle was an enemy and i was too tired to fight and too sad to love it and to burnt out to try like it took a lot to to even move forward at all back then and I am not at all in that place anymore even though I'm going through some some really not fun physical stuff right now it it is no longer affecting me in a way where I feel fully out of control. I feel like at this point, I'm really trying to be a better friend to my physical self. I'm trying to understand it more. I'm trying to see it better. I'm trying to make choices that bring me to a very vulnerable state of where I'm you know going hmm, I don't know if I want to trust western medicine but at the same time I can see parts of it that are of value so I want to try but at the same time I'm not going to just throw myself in the hands of western medicine and say do what do what you will yeah. I'm I'm trying to partner more I'm trying to bridge a gap more and I'm trying to allow my body to show me where it is strong right now and where it can heal itself. And I'm trying to listen more closely about the types of things that I can do. To help it heal and I am trying to also at the same time see where my in my tiredness Mm -hmm. where I have where I could use more help where I could do more as far as making better choices and then at the same time not beaming up on myself when i make choices out of tiredness or desperation that end up being maybe not the best but mm-hmm. also you know not look you're you're doing a good job you're doing the best you can right now it's okay things are hard this isn't easy we're going to get through this you don't have to throw the towel in just because You know things are getting hard you know it's it's hard when when your body puts you in a position or where you're being when when you are in the middle of a being put in a position where you have when you're kind of at the mercy of your physicality Mm -hmm. where your physical body is throwing up so many signs where it's like we don't want anything right now
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: you just need to just stop just stop today you are going to be a little pile of mush in the bed and all you're going to be able to do is drink water and try things you're going to try to eat this thing and it's not going to agree with you and you're going to try this thing and it's not going to agree with you and then you're going to get tired and you're going to give up and you're going to eat something that you know you shouldn't eat that your body is not going to (laughs) like right now and then your body is going to tell you how wrong that was and then Mm -hmm. you're going to start over again and you're going to try it again and you're just going to keep doing that until you figure out where you actually need to be but it's not a kicking and screaming anymore it's a okay let's try this again (laughs) Mhm. That's start another thing again. that I've
0: been noticing though is that the ever since that message about busy work started coming through for me that everything you do in the physical world is busy work. Whether you uh-huh. are making millions of dollars, you know, closing some big business deal or you are buying a house or you are at someone's uh, grave gravesite grieving them or you are at well not grieving them but the 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 physical system of dealing with death, the planning, mm-hmm. the you know, the wearing the choosing the clothes, the garb, all of these physical symbols in our world are mm-hmm. busy work that mm-hmm. are just place markers for our emotional state. Yeah. That's it. We're we're here literally just a process emotion. And yeah. so whether you're sweeping your living room or you're Netflixing and chilling, whatever you're mm-hmm. doing, it's busy work, no matter how important you think it is. Paying that overdue and that's bill is busy work. And, and, and why is paying an overdue bill, why does it sound like not busy work? It sounds so important to us because we've built up all these stories around it that if we don't pay it, this thing will get canceled and we'll get bad credit and blah, 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 blah. It's all still busy work. Once you start to process the idea and start viewing it through that lens that if it's all busy work, that means that none of it matters, that can be a little bit depressing at first. But on the flip side of that processing, you also get, if none of it matters, then I get to decide what I care about. And that is sheer fucking empowerment. The problem is, is well, that people yeah. are so used to being disempowered that they never get to the empowerment part because they don't – it's so far out of their conceptual brain that they don't have any sort of notion about it. And yeah, that's the one thing for me that's the most important to let you know. Like, Once you get past the point where you realize that nothing matters, then you can move on to the point where – Whatever matters to you is what matters. And what is that? how does that change your world, your worldview? How does that change how you interact with your environment? How does that help or does it help dissolve some of those urgency stories that knot your stomach up? That's you know? a big one. That's yeah. a big one. For,
1: like, for me right now, what I'm noticing is no matter what, it's all going to work out. That's the place that I've reached no matter what, it's all going to work out. And that gives me enough space to figure out the best way to handle things in the moment without stressing myself out, you know, to to a spot where I I need to be medicated. Mm -hmm. You know, it it allows me to. Be still be frustrated and and tired and and sad know, and depressed and sad sometimes. and maybe in in pain, but at the same time, go okay, this is just a phase, this is just a part of the journey. There's going to be another side to this. I can still look forward to that other side and deal with this the best I can in the moment and that's what I'm doing just one little piece at a time and I'm seeing a lot of people go through it right now and it's I think it's a big portion of the last big lesson that we've been learning is you know look at all the tools you have look at all the things you've learned look at all the ways that you can help yourself that maybe you had no idea that you were that strong or that you had that much knowledge or that you could persevere or, you know, or that you could speak up and say something and advocate for yourself. You know, all those things that maybe you didn't have the inkling to do the last time this situation came around. you're now, facing knowing how fully uh how fully stocked you are in in all of the things that you need to actually move through it
0: i think one of the biggest things that came out of this spiritual journey so far for me is it gave me permission where i thought i wasn't allowed quote unquote mm-hmm. i'm not allowed to because that's yeah. how our world trains us it tells us that we're not allowed Either we're not allowed to feel that way. We're not allowed to do that thing. We're not allowed to have that thing. Everything is, I mean, even down to religion, religion is like, well, God's not going to love you if you're a sinner. (laughs) So you better repent, damn it. And it's utterly ridiculous. So having been given, having put myself on a path where I realize that I'm the only one who gives me permission and takes it away. I'm the only one. Coming from a place where I thought the, that was the world's job, that was the universe's job, that was fate's job, that was some bigger force's job outside of me, coming into this inner space and realizing, oh, in order for something else to have that over me, I have to give it to them first. I have to give up that power. And the thing that frustrates me about this message is that no matter how many times I try to say it, every time I approach it, I am sure that I am going to say it in a way that is going to turn that light bulb on for the person who usually rolls their eyes and doesn't believe it. And every mm-hmm. time I say it, I can feel my inner self going, no, I would have rolled my eyes at that too. That sounds like complete bunk. It sounds like absolute <gasps> bullshit. And I can feel it happen again. I'm like, no, it was right there. I had it. Brr. No but someone out there is going to be on the precipice of learning this for themselves yeah. and maybe it will be that little hook that pulls them over to the other side this time because well, here's the if, thing if that's been coming underneath up,
1: too it's not necessarily the words that are saying it's it's the energy that comes along that's mm-hmm. that's rumbling underneath it's it's that little earthquake that's that's underneath everything that we're saying and yeah. and if it's your if it's your turn to hear it then you'll hear it and if it's not then you might not but you know i i'm i'm pretty comfortable in that if if you need to hear it right now that you're you will receive it in some way mm-hmm.
0: well the one thing that's been coming up for me you know how i'm always sort of i try to stay mindful in my evening ritual it's really the only mm-hmm. ritual i do anymore i don't i don't really play with a lot of the spiritual tools that I used to play with. They're just not calling me right now. So the one thing that does call me because it helps connect me to my higher self, my guides, my team, angels, whatever you think you have, fine. Call it that. I don't know. But the, the greater energy, it connects mm-hmm. me to that. So the evening routine is something that I do pay attention to and I change it and adapt it constantly. And the theme, I, I've realize that themes start coming in. And that's part of the channeled message that I'm supposed to pick up and examine. And part of the channeled message for me right now that I'm picking up and examining is I think the last time it was I had gone from asking for freedom to asking for Abundance, because to me, abundance provided the ability to be free of things. But really, that was just the handshake. Abundance is just the handshake to try and deal with the world that you don't want to deal with. It's like if I can pay it, then it'll go away. (laughs) You know, if I can just pay the ticket, it'll go away and I can continue to drive, no problem. So I realized at some point that I had to go beyond beyond that. It's not about abundance. If you really want freedom, what are you looking for? Were you looking for empowerment? Well, how do you empower yourself? And so on and so forth. And the thing that's coming to me now, the, the buzzword, the thing that's making me sort of like excited and feeling that sense of power well up within me is self-reliance. Mm-hmm. And it's weird because it's a concept that I sort of took for granted. Like, of course, I want to be self-reliant. Who doesn't want to be self-reliant? But- what I'm starting to realize is that I have all of these little leftover threads of narratives that are still gunking Mm -hmm. up the works of self-reliance. So I will be in a mindset where I'm going to be self-reliant, but then the tiniest little pebble will derail me from that. And I will mindlessly Mm-hmm. Fall asleep and be triggered into that same old disempowerment narrative that takes me from seeking self-reliance to seeking to be rescued. Yeah. And I just think it's so interesting because if you if you ask me, especially in a good moment, if I consider myself self-reliant, I'll be like, hell yeah, I consider myself reliant. I'm so self-reliant, no one's a self-reliant. No, no, I'm not. I mean the narratives that I have that that I'm waiting to be rescued and that if someone would just come and do this or if I could just win the lottery I hear that one a lot. I don't say that one because yeah. I don't play the lottery but I hear it a lot from people. Uh, any day now I'm going to win the lottery. I'm going to win the lottery. Some my spirit guides are going to protect me. My you know there's so many and I'm not saying that they're wrong. I'm just saying that a lot of us are asleep to the fact that those exist. Because they are handshakes that help diffuse the story beneath them, which is I can't do it myself. So now in my nightly ritual, I'm going in and I'm saying, help me, put me on a path of self-reliance, which is terrifying because when you ask spirit to give you something, it often gives it to you in spades. And and that can be very, 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 very unsettling. (laughs) So asking for self-reliance is terrifying. Because generally that means like, oh, well, you were depending on this thing. So we need to show you that. So we're going to take it away. (laughs) And then before you know it, you're like, oh,
1: no. And for me, I have this story of responsibility that also triggers perfectionism. And that is kind of that's weaving its way in right now. And I'm working through that that's the uh I can't do this thing or I can't do this thing to the extent that I want to because I feel like if I don't quote unquote do it right or do it big enough or whatever enough that I'm not serving in the way that I need to serve that I have this responsibility to and it's And it's so funny because it's never a responsibility to me. It's always a responsibility to others. Well, I'm going to fuck it up for other people. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, 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 that's not a thing because everybody Mm -hmm. is on the, you are not responsible for anybody else's portion of this journey. That is their own thing. So kind of sitting with that and going, okay. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's – Well, and, not,
0: and not only that, not only <laughs> that, but when you're that. carrying that responsibility to other people, you are 100% mm-hmm. positive that your version of responsibility to those people is also their version of their of your responsibility to them, that they see it the yeah. same way. And yeah. nine out of 10 times, they don't have any clue you're carrying such a burden and would never ask you to and don't even understand where the fuck you got that in the first place. Yeah. Where did you even come up with that? Like, I never asked you to do that. And this is how people start feeling so indignant when they don't get the proper response from their actions because they're carrying yeah. around a story that they think is 100% true and held by both parties when it's only really held by one side. Yeah. So, and that's you so know, unfair to be on the receiving end of.
1: Yeah. And if I, if I think of that and I apply that to like what I'm going through physically right now, it makes perfect sense that of where I am holding the physical stuff that I am holding right now. That's because that's a huge, that's a huge knock on your ego. That's a huge Mm -hmm. knock on your self-confidence. That's a huge, you know, like roadblock in the way of creativity and passion and aligning with all of that. So it makes sense to me that I'm sitting with those feelings right now and that I'm also having the physical response that I'm having and that the astrological things that are happening right now are happening because, again, we're moving in a time where, you know, in that period of rebirth, we're moving towards very fiery things. This is kind of the, like, burning off the rest of the of the stuff that's in the way of the growth. So it's, you know, if you, if you haven't made it over a hurdle yet, if you still feel like you have some sort of hur- hurdle to, to jump over, then expect that hurdle to be incredibly prominent right now. And expect mm-hmm. the universe to put things in front of you that kind of force you to deal with it, because now's the time to do that. Now's the time to, you know, figure out how you want to move forward and how you want to deal with that and what you can do, what tools you have to make it through. like I, I started really thinking about, well, how would I handle this type of situation for uh, for someone else? like what kind of advice would I give someone else? If I was, doing healing sessions with someone else what would i what would i do what sort of advice would i give them what sort of what sort of intentions would i hold for their healing what sort of space would i make and then i had to ask myself honestly do i hold that type of space for myself when i'm in those situations and the answer was no i am too busy trying to move on to the next thing and i'm not turning it back around to myself and going but what do i need how do i need to incorporate that what things do i need to do to make sure that i'm in that space how how am i nurturing that for myself and this whole journey of you know kind of starting to take a deeper look at the physical issues that i've had for a really long time and starting to really make big changes on shifting those, it's really forcing me to go, okay, how, how much had I just been putting on the back burner and ignoring? And just thinking, oh, well, it's just gonna, I'm just gonna keep trucking forward and it's going to work itself out. No, no, <laughs> there's, there's things there that, you know, you need I had to, like, have the conversation with myself of you need just as much time, love, holding, compassion, nurturing, healing, sacred space, attention. You need just as much of that as the people that you see out in the world that you're putting your little feelers out there for. You need to turn some of that back. and put it back to you because you know empty cup mm-hmm. you just you you can't serve from an empty well you can't drink from an empty cup it's it doesn't work that way and yeah like that's been really huge well I and no more enough,
0: this this weird little thing is coming through and i don't even know if i okay. have enough of the concept to even put it into words but i'm going to try okay and the thing that's coming through is you know What you're talking about, of course, is self-love. And every time we bring up self-love, we sort of get blindsided by the concept and the cliche of the concept. Uh But what the important message about self-love is when you start to parent yourself like the parent you wish you had when you were a child, Uh and when you start to heal yourself like the best healer that you could be for someone else, you are... Finally, experiencing for the first time in your life, true love mm-hmm. because it is coming without any agenda. It it circumnavigates all of those stories that are wounding mm-hmm. programmed us with when we were very little that we grew up with that were so unaware of their existence We don't even realize that when we're experiencing love from someone to us, we are already applying automatically those stories from our wounding that we had when we were children and growing up. So the only way to actually understand what it's like to receive love is to figure out how to give it to yourself. And once you do that, and once you become awake to what it's like to receive love from you to you, only then are you able to experience love from others to you. Until that point, the love that you're experiencing from others to you is actually just a handshake with that other person to save you or whatever your narratives happen to be that you need, fulfilling your needs. Yeah. They're they're literally a band-aid to keep the stories at bay until you go in and start to love yourself in the ways that you wished others had. That's like yeah. You know, sometimes I think I say amazing stuff and I hear the words come out and I'm like, I think I said nothing, though. (laughs) Why does it feel amazing when I think I say nothing? I'm not sure. But it feels like I said something amazing, but it also sounds like absolutely nothing at the same time.
1: Because the energy was correct. And this was really funny. So I don't know if it was the first time you said the word love in that little section of speech, but it was really crazy because you're talking and you you said it and you kind of exhaled mm-hmm. a little at the at the same time and it was very odd because I felt it like you were in front of me talking it was mm-hmm. like somebody said something to it <laughs> and it was like like I felt the air of it in my face and I was like that was very angelic that was very Aww. much like that was a that that was very spirit guided it felt like they went
0: hear this and it was like oh <laughs> how nice how was their breath that was very nice how, how was their breath minty fresh
1: nice no it had no smell <laughs> it was it, it was just a really cool feeling it was it was very it was a very warm fuzzy feeling and i think that was very interesting that was a very interesting physical manifestation of that particular lesson
0: yeah, being brought through in a really this, unique way, I've been I've been experiencing this a lot lately. Like this is the new thing for me. I feel my heart chakra expand, and I feel it radiate, which I felt before here and there, but it was never dependable. I guess I don't know. It never mm-hmm. it didn't happen enough to be a thing. Now I feel it. I feel these messages come through. And I can tell when I speak to someone, even if I speak gibberish, which is funny because as I said, gibberish, they tried to insert light language mm-hmm. and I was like, ha gibberish. <laughs> because it's really the same thing, like light language like and the gibberish. Ultimate gibberish, same thing. Yeah. It is the ultimate gibberish. Yeah. But it, it is that, that way that there is this transference of pure energy from one person to another and I'm still sort of in a, eh, I don't know, kind of tentative state with it. Like it's happening a lot, but I'm not quite sure if it's going to stick around. You know when you get a new gift and you're kind of like, but is it mine though? Like is it really going to last? I don't know. But I every think time. that's another That thing. happens every time. That's another thing that people are going to start experiencing is new yeah. gifts that are coming through. I don't know. There's some sort of handshake taking place. Uh, There's some sort of, since we've moved into this new space, there are new opportunities that will present themselves to you. And it's coming. If it hasn't already happened in the last few months, it's coming for you. And these new opportunities are ways to use what you've already learned that will key you into things you didn't know were things yet if that makes sense. You didn't know that these skills existed. They they are paradigm free. They've never happened before. You've never seen it or experienced it before. And suddenly you're doing it. Yeah, And, and I think this is the next kind of big gift of this new place that we've landed in, this port that we've docked in. I think this is one of the sort of it's learning the physics of this new world we stepped into. It's part of the physics.
1: Well, and it's funny because it's it's like, and expect those things to be things that you maybe have been doing for a really long time and just have not realized how impactful they were and how much of a thing they actually are, especially if it's a thing that you can't explain. Mm-hmm. Especially if it's a, especially if it feels so, so natural to you. Mm-hmm. That it's not a thing in your mind.
0: That's once not you a thing realize, that I do. Once you realize the value of those things that are so natural to you that you've taken them for granted all those, all those years, your whole life, once you realize how valuable those things are, you start to see their value. It increases mm-hmm. their potency and it it levels them up. This is how you get to the next level. When you realize all of those things that you took for granted, you increase the potency because now you see it and you know how to harness it. Ooh,
1: that was so powerful. weird. So,
0: so Ooh.
1: I just had I just had full chills that went up my legs, like through my toes, up to <laughs> the upper part of my legs. Uh-huh. And what I heard was your rooting you're rooting those skills, you're rooting those gifts, those things that came in through your crown that have been slowly dripping their way down your chakra system and kept getting caught at your solar plexus where you said, "I'm, I'm not skilled enough, I don't know enough, I'm not good enough, I'm not studying enough, I don't have enough certifications. I don't have enough people acknowledging. I don't have you know, enough experience. Whatever whatever the excuse is that I can't, you know, that I don't feel because that's the next part is in the sacral is a lot about how we feel about ourselves. I don't feel like I'm worthy enough to express that or to offer that or to help with that or to even to benefit from that or to monetize that or to be reciprocated. I guess that's probably the best way of saying that is to be reciprocated for that in particular. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Those things are starting to wash through those two areas and you're starting to finally root that in your chakra and it doesn't really take hold in your life. It doesn't show up for you in your life until you're able to root it. Hmm. Once we root it, that's, that's when it's made its way through all of the obstacles that you've, you know, all the hurdles that you've placed in front of it, sometimes knowingly, sometimes unknowingly. That's when it, that's when the magic, the true magic really happens, because that's when there's no questions anymore, that, that it's valuable or that it's a thing or, you know, and you get to the point where it's like, well, I just, I don't, I don't care. Like it's, it's a part of me and mm-hmm. it's, ju- it's just like breathing and mm-hmm. no matter what anybody else says about it, it's not a part of me that's changing. This is, this yeah. is a part of me in my, at my it's core. It's
0: steadfast. It's dependable. This is what self-reliance. Yeah. This is the foundation for self-reliance. It's reliance. That yeah. That we're tapping into. And and I don't know about you guys, but I want to live a self-reliant life. I want to be so comfortable. Jamie just got chills. <laughs> I want to be so comfortable with what I'm doing and how I'm doing it that I don't think about things anymore. That the things about life, the physicality of life that I hate, <clears throat> those are just things that I do to get them out of the way, like yeah. like batting it flies. You know, it's just like, oh, I I used to be like, I just hated paying bills so much that I'd put it off every month until half of them were overdue. And then I'd stress out about how bad I am at paying bills and I'm never going to be an adult and blah, 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 blah. Insert spiral here. Now it's like, eh, I'm just going to pay it so I can get it out of the way and go play. Yeah. I want to go play. I'm clearing the way for myself to go play because that's the most important thing to me. I was told Mm -hmm. my entire life, well, you can't play forever. Sometime you're going to have to be an adult. And what that meant was "Sometime you're going to have to take responsibility. You're going to have to do all of these things that you don't want to do. And that's really what being an adult is. That's what you have to look forward to. But now I'm doing my damnedest to become the utmost feral version of the child that I used to be. That's what I want to be as an adult. I want to be an utterly feral child. And yeah. if, if the way to get the freedom to be her is to pay all those bills to get them out of the way and then go be feral, that's what I'm going to fucking do. And I, I feel like that that is
1: the feminine energy that we're stepping into, too. It's the, you know, screw the lady likeness of it all. <laughs> screw the supposed to and the shoulds and the cross your feet at the ankles and... <laughs> Be polite and be dainty and meek. And it's like, no. <laughs> no.
0: No. Be the kids. And be the kids that stop grandma and grandpa from having their cozy nap on the weekend because they're screaming, having fun in the pool. They're so clueless about anyone else that they're – you know, I'm not saying go forward and be completely selfish. Although, you know, knock yourself out. I dare you. But it's not that's about the being kind of dish. energy. It's about,
1: it's about right. being exactly. – it's about seeing in your power and understanding yeah. that that because somebody else created a a bullet point list of what it's supposed to look like to be a, a worthy individual, <laughs> you do not have to follow that list. Who are they to make this list?
0: It's lists like that
1: that got us here in the first place. Yeah, it is lists like that that got us here in the first place. But anyway, I don't know. It's it's going to be I think it's going to be an interesting leading up to summer. I mm-hmm. think it's going to be an interesting couple months. I think I think we're going to see a lot more fireiness come May June. That feels like, you know, it's seasonally it's kind of a time for that anyway, but it it feels like we're we're going to see a lot more directness a lot less trying to dance around stuff that we don't like.
0: We're gonna it just feels the like wild. it's. wild. <laughs> I think we've done the thing. And, you know, if you stayed with us this long, thank you guys. Thank you guys for listening. If you have things to tell us, please reach out. We have so many little linkies on, you know, go to our Instagram, go to our- We do. Discord, go to our Patreon. It's all free. It's all there for you. We list- Uh, an insights page on our Patreon so that you can find out more about the things that we've talked about. If you have questions, reach out through email or DM us, whatever, and uh, make sure that uh, you follow us so that you can stay abreast of all of our happenings. And we always have a Discord meetup after we publish a show. Uh, So join us there too, because it has turned out to be actually really enjoyable. It's
1: a fun time. We're kind of learning to play around with it
0: a little more. And
1: that's going to continue to be a thing. I'm sure we'll discover new and fun ways to to use that particular technology. We I simply promise. like reaching out to mm-hmm. others.
0: Well, we like and... to know that, it, that what we're experiencing is also being experienced by yeah. like-minded people.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So thanks for tuning in, y'all. And we will see you next time.